Hey Phil. Hey Laurie. Hey, imagine this, we're doing a super special Super Baby Bros episode. I've already forgotten how to announce it, Phil. I was going to say, I couldn't remember what the name of the show was. Super Super Baby Brothers. Super Duh. Hey look, we're back after something like a year and a half to do a special show covering The Rise of Skywalker. Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. Star Wars Rise of the Skywalker. Which is it? It's The Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> this is the same detail-prepared style that you've come to love. And look, I'm really sorry we've not been around. It's, I'm not going to claim that there have been good reasons behind it. I don't think that's really the deal. When it's been such a long time, I think all you can say is sorry about that. Uh, I've just been busy. It's my fault. It's all on me. Blame I don't think Phil. it's all your fault. But Hashtag I think Phil's the enemy. He's not the enemy. Uh, we've spent. We've done lots of little things where it looked like we were going to come back and do something special and round it all off. Uh, but he's it, never sort of worked out. And it is true that Phil and I are both now dads, and I'm a dad twice over, about to be a dad three times over. Um, and we're both, you know, it's just funny, isn't it? I wish we could just do podcasting all the time. I it think would be, be sitting it here would doing be great. This. It would be great. But you know, there's old money side of things. Yeah. But look, I hope that some of you are still there, and that the <laughs> I don't even know whether the subscription feed is still like alive for this thing. Uh, so we'll find out whether it actually gets to anybody. I feel like this is more about just the cathartic. Yeah. We've done it for all the other ones. Let's do it one more time. And it has to be done for this film. I feel like the saga started. We started with this saga. It's kind of true, actually. I came out very soon after we started, and now here we are at its end and there's just so much to talk about we're doing this the day after we saw it or the the morning after we saw it in a midnight screening so it's still fresh and the internet hasn't made up its mind has it it seems like uh, there's a million and one different views. Uh, well, actually, there seems like there's two views. Either there's, Do you think there's two? I think there's more. I, well, I think there's two views. I think there's the people who are like, yay, it's a bit more like Star Wars. The, the kind of the fun vibe is there. And then there's the people who hate it because it's it's abandoned the last Jedi. Well, let's, let's get on to this. So it, it's a spoiler review. We're not going to do a spoiler empty one. But I think if we were going to do a non-spoiler verdict, I'd, I'd say I really liked it a lot. I enjoyed it from start to finish. I want to watch it again, Phil. Uh, I think it, I had a lot of fun. Um, not a perfect film, but I think there was such a hard situation to come come back into and try and round things off. And I think J.J. Yeah. Abrams did a good job, actually. Well, there we go. So we're going to tuck in without further ado. Um, probably not loads and loads of official details because we're doing this on a time budget, <laughs> so to speak. Uh, but look, we're really glad to be back uh, for this one-off special show. Who knows what the future holds uh, for me and Phil doing film reviews. I'd like to think something, wouldn't you, Phil? It would be fun. It'd yeah, be really fun. And you know what? Send your emails anyway. Superbellybros at gmail.com is still active because I get loads of spam on it. <laughs> I know, so do I. <laughs> and uh, and uh, I think after we did our last one which was solo a Star Wars story I think we did get a few genuine emails you never know I could try and dig those out um, but send them in because I'd love to read those and if we get enough then maybe I'll even if Phil can't be available I'll record something reading out your emails because it's a big deal big topic alright should we do it yes here we go <laughs> Okay, so the first thing is that J.J. Abrams is backed to direct this one and is involved in writing it, but he's co-written it with Chris Terrio, right? Yes, Batman versus Superman, Argo. Interesting uh, person to buddy up with. Uh... Did anyone like Batman versus <laughs> Superman? I mean, it's very odd. And I was reading all these quotes this morning while I've been digging into it, that he's all talking about antithesis and thesis, and he's got quite a scientific approach to all these things. And they were offered in reference to quote stuff about Ryan Johnson, right? This is what mm. Ryan Johnson did, so why have you abandoned it? And he had all these scientific reasons for doing so. But he didn't sound like a hack. Well, obviously, the studio seems to have a lot of confidence in him, or J.J. Abrams does, at least. He's the co-writer. And it seems to be that this is this is somebody who can take the flack. He's he's obviously not afraid of doing things that are controversial or or having projects that people don't like and mm. just kind of going with a vision. It seems to have worked for them because it, it, one of the things I consistently see bouncing around the internet is how it lacks any cohesion and jumps around and it's really hard to follow. I've got to say I don't agree with that at all. I think the film has an extremely clear vision and mission right from the outset so that even if the sort of side details of what they're doing feel like they rush past you. I think it's more a pace thing than a than a yeah, cohesion yeah. thing. Actually, I felt I always knew where I was in a story. So together, they've, they've done it as far as I'm concerned. It's, it's very classic uh, sort of adventure serial type story. You've got a MacGuffin. You've got the Wayfinder to find it. Uh, the Sith planet. Very Ex- Indiana Jones. Exegol. <laughs> yeah. And, um, Excel. Yeah, Microsoft Excel. Nice. Nice one. Um, but I, didn't you think it was funny how Oscar Isaac basically was Indiana Jones? He even had like a kind of yes, he had a wrongy scarf. scarf thing, <laughs> just in case he was in sand dunes or whatever. There were quite a few parallels that were entertaining. But just sort of sticking on the technicals of the film before we hear the trailer and then say what we thought. I heard rumours of reshoots again on this one, but you and I haven't been as plugged into the film scene this year. So I don't know. Is there any truth to that? Do you know? 
Uh, it wouldn't surprise me that there was just... I mean, the turnaround of a year. J.J. Abrams wasn't planning on directing this film. He thought, I was just going to do the first one. I'll set up these lovely characters and then other people will play with them and finish it off. Colin Trevorrow was originally down. That's right, um, Jurassic World, man. And then that got completely ditched and uh, Ryan Johnson made a divisive film, to say the least. <laughs> and so it's really interesting having him return and only have a year to kind of cobble together a story... And so I think it kind of makes sense that it's a, a bit messy, maybe, in the story. Hodgepodge. I personally found it quite sort of easy to follow. There was kind of a clear objective. It, even if I didn't necessarily think it was the best story, it wasn't sort of thematically rich. But I found it interesting. I cared about the characters and I wanted to see the adventure. So there's behind the camera. And I think it also there's there's a story floating around that's saying that although this is on track to be a big success at the box office, they predict it will be the lowest opening of all three films. Any particular thoughts on that at this point? Uh, the Last Jedi? Yeah, The Last Jedi. And well, Solo to a certain extent as well. I think Solo we both enjoyed more than The Last Jedi, but that performed poorly, which sort of compounded the idea that Star Wars is in this downward spiral, I think. Do you not think Baby Yoda and The Mandalorian will have an upswing? Yeah, but I think uh, there's there's uh, the way people are talking about it online is that there's somehow something special about The Mandalorian and it's kind of got Star Wars right and everything. It's weird how much getting Star Wars right is a thing and how much that seems to be the the deciding factor, which actually isn't factual. It's much more of a A gut feeling. feeling. It is literally a feeling. Much like the Force. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, well, look, here's the trailer, as if you didn't know it already. You know, skip ahead if you've already heard the trailer because, you know, we'll, we'll keep rabbiting on after it. Here we go. It's an instinct. The force brought us together. We're not alone. Good people will fight if we lead them. People keep telling me they know me. No one does. But I do. Taking one last look, sir, at my friends. Okay, now then, on to what we thought of it. We know what we thought in brief. Phil, let's get into the detail. You, like all the critics, or many, many, many critics I'm seeing online, are doing the whole, I really enjoyed it, but it's got a few flaws. I'm yet to see anyone actually mention what those flaws are. I think you've got to talk about the pacing. The pacing is way, way off. The but first... Now, when you say it's way off, you've got to qualify that. Because I, well, way off let against me, let me qualify what? it then. <laughs> What's my, your my yardstick, my friend? <laughs> my yardstick is if you look at the um, the pace of, say, The Empire Strikes Back, the opening segment is like an established scene, isn't it? It takes its time. The slow space it, Yeah, exactly. You think even um, Attack on the Clones, you've got that bit where the platform, the ship kind of slowly arrives with Padme on it, and then there's the big explosion as uh, her, her ship is attacked. Um, this film, it immediately goes into Kylo Ren slashing and hacking, finding a little MacGuffin, and then immediately cuts over to somebody else, what they're doing, Ray's running over a forest planet. It, I think there's so much more crammed in in just that first little half an hour just to try and get the engine going. It's like they're revving it just to try and get it moving and chugging from the really personally stalled end of The Last Jedi. But I loved that, and I don't think there's any... I didn't feel that I was lacking any tradition whatsoever because, and maybe this is my perspective, I was just so overjoyed that they were ditching all the rubbishness <laughs> at the end of The Last Jedi. It's like, well, oh, there's 12 people left and... We don't know where we are. We don't know what we're going to do in Millennium Falcon or something. And then it's just, oh, forget it. Forget they've that. Got, they've got a base. Here's Kylo Ren, and he's being a bad guy. Like, he's being a skilled bad guy. 
and he's questing after something, he's got renewed sense of purpose. Cause in the la- in the last film, again, it's like, well, what's he going to do now? I, I still don't know what what the first the final order first order plans are. The final order's in this film. <laughs> I'm mixing yeah. up my terms already. Whereas this one, it's like, oh, I've heard the Emperor's back. Even though I couldn't believe that they did that in a title crawl. Yeah, I, I actually I actually chuckled in awe at that. I thought that was a a move of pure hubris, Phil. Well, did you know? I, I only read about this this morning, but. Apparently, the, the the message that the crawl talks about from Palpatine, the signal. Yeah. Do you know how that was released to the wider world no. outside of the movie? It was through Fortnite. Really? <laughs> That's not good news. It's not good news, but I think it's interesting just how completely committed they are to this. Right, the Emperor's back. Let's let's just get into the meat just of do it. it. Just get on that with- is that is the big bad. That's who we're fighting. Let's get on with and, it. And the reason is obvious. It's because the Last Jedi did nothing at all to advance the cause of a story. So J.J. Abrams, in finishing off a three-part trilogy had to kind of put his own middle act in the first 10 minutes. And and that is what I think I'm coming at is the pacing is that I don't see it as a criticism. I think it's the film is working really, really hard to get things going and cramming in as much as possible. But I was so relieved just to see that there was so much fun to be had. I really didn't mind. I think if you want my, my closest sort of reference point to this one is, you know, the stormtroopers in A New Hope, there's that bit in the sand where they hold up that metal ring at one point and go, look, sir, droids. And then there's a wipe. Mm. And then Luke and the, they're just somewhere else. Um, and then and they're just several wipes and they're just there. They're just doing things. And then it, the difference is it feels slower because each scene, there's more investment in it. In this one, I feel like because it's cheaper to do locations and they're, they're very smart at this, they can afford to be much choppier with the edit and not linger in certain locations. And I think it gave the illusion of feeling like it's too fast. Mm. But I basically disagree. I think the first 10 minutes were like a little clip show. Then the rest of the film I thought was paced well, just quite high octane because there was an awful lot happening with quite a lot of characters. The point I thought... I was, I was okay. I'm in this. I'm enjoying this. Was the um, the festival that they discover? They go to On the, the planet, planet to look for the Sith assassin, who I can't remember the name of. But um, uh, Hochi? No, he's the trainer. He's. Uh, I'm rewatching Friends. He's uh, John Favreau's trainer when he's trying to be the ultimate <laughs> yeah. fighting championship. Anyway, Hochi is not in this film. <laughs> um, but I, when they go and they find out there's a festival, and so they start walking around a festival. Lando yeah. Calrissian pops up, oh, which I great. thought was a really fun. He actually was really well balanced. He's I thought. brilliant, that guy. And yeah. Uh, I love that uh, the chase when they're on speeders being chased by sand skis. That really works because that was held up by some as like a harbinger of doom for this because Disney released 30 seconds or something, like quite a lot, large chunk of just footage. That scene was it with the whole they fly now, I think being the end of that. And a lot of people are like, oh no, this looks terrible. But I think in context, I agree. I thought it worked really well, didn't it? I think it's just, it was classic fun and it was maybe more Indiana Jones than Star Wars, but I think... That's, That's the sort fine. of that, that, yeah, that the mood I think is much more fun. I think the objective is fun adventure rather than sort of pondering yeah uh, platitudes about failure Man, and how I never you thought, should give up the past. I never thought of Star Wars as a, a particularly philosophical or science fiction film. I thought of it. I just thought it was entertaining. And the key thing, you know, getting Star Wars right, I think maybe this film proves it to me. It's all about atmosphere, like whether the universe is one that you would like to inhabit and that seems like it's fun. I feel like the desert planet thing you pick out really captured some of the best parts of the pod race. Mm. I mean, right literally down to some of the shots, like going through the canyon. And I kind of thought to myself, yeah, fair enough. He might as well just use up all the best bits while he can. Uh, before someone else, you know, does it. But it evoked the right spirit for me. Even the scene with the little baby aliens didn't annoy me. I thought, compared to Porgs and the flipping milk monster, like, this is this is how you do cutesy aliens. Much better, Well, right? they did have a weirdly... Uh accurately human laugh that's what was funny about it <laughs> that's why that's why it stuck in my mind i was like what is this but it was star wars what's this do you know what i mean yeah i think it it is really difficult to pin down exactly what it is that makes a star wars film fun and what why people really hate the last jedi i think people are still arguing about what it is that maybe missed the mark and for some people obviously it didn't miss the mark but i i think the thing which really is highlighted by J.J. Abrams is he really likes the characters in yeah. this film. Well, his, his characters, right. Which, which makes sense, doesn't it? But it's it's funny how much he wants to put the three leads, Oscar Isaacs, Daisy Ridley and John Boyega, back in to the film together, having fun together. Oh, totally. I think that might, might be one of the first things I said to you in that car drive back was how much I love that the, the opening big chunk of the film was almost exclusively all of them together. Like, although they start separately, they, re- they come back very fast. Mm. And then I thought... It's the chemistry, especially 
between Finn. I think Finn is actually the person who holds the unit together. He's got great chemistry with Oscar, Oscar Isaac, I think. And he's got really good, totally different chemistry with Daisy Ridley. I thought it was unusual at the beginning to see a scene between Daisy Ridley and Poe because actually you didn't get very much of that in The Force Awakens or certainly not in The Last Jedi, but it just highlighted that sort of triangle, the relationship dynamic, and I thought the whole thing worked brilliantly. And the droids were like an actual part of it this time. Yeah, and Chewie was back doing some things. Yeah, um, I felt sorry. He looked like an OOP, didn't he? I felt sorry for him. He was no, I think actually it's decisions. the opposite. It's the uh, it's a young guy in it. It's not the oh no, but the character I meant, like when he when he went off to go and get Ray. Do you remember? He's just desert? humbling, uh, yeah, humbling along. Oh, Chewie, you don't, you don't know that's a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> just stay in the ship. Yeah, just stay yeah. safe. Yeah. <laughs> I, I tell you what, I was shocked when uh, Ray <laughs> blew oh, him up. What that a great! Was... That was such a good. This is why I don't believe people who are saying how terrible it is. I thought, that scene, that scene was so well crafted. It had echoes of the Phantom Menace with um, Qui Gon and Darth Maul's fight. I thought, and I, I thought what what they did was elevate um, the, the 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 force in that scene because you could see in Finn's expression as he was watching Ray and Kylo Ren, he was like, "Whoa." I don't understand the. Even though he's so insistent that he knows Ray, you got the sense when she was just standing there pulling a starship back towards her. Mm. Actually, he realised this is something else. Like mm. this woman is dealing with stuff that I really don't understand. I can't get a handle on. And then the lightning. He was like, "No! Like, what have you, you just killed? You? Like, I was great, man." And that's I think cinematic that's tension in a nutshell. And I think that was probably um, going on from that. I, I feel like Ray's character was the best oh, of, yeah. of all three in this film for me. I found like actually was invested in her as a character and what she thought about herself and who she was. And I could sort of feel that she was conflicted about whether or not she could be a hero or not. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think, and I, I like that it got by, tied back to her identity. I'm not, you know, I'm going to do a finger in the air a few times when I get a prediction right. Because do you remember when we were all like, oh, you're nothing, you come from no one in The Last Jedi? Mm. And my thought right at the beginning was, yeah, well, they'll, they'll probably just throw that away because he's probably just lying to her or manipulating the truth to get the result that he wants. So I never believed that Ray was kind of going to be no one. I actually think Ryan Johnson probably did think. Uh, oh, I've done such a clever thing. Here. Well, his whole thing was that he wanted it to be that anyone could be oh, important and have the force. Oh, um, but which which kind of misses I, the whole... If you get me started talking about The Last Jedi again, I'm going to blow blow up. I, I, was, uh, I was talking to somebody about going to see the film uh, yesterday, in fact, and uh, it was a, a bunch of my friends and one of them just said, oh, don't don't mention The Last Jedi. To, <laughs> don't mention it to Ed. He, he can't. He'll, he'll get he'll get crossed. Like, yeah. And he, he genuinely like I visibly could see the anger seething underneath. You know, I think you know why I, I don't think it can be avoided. And I, I'm loath to bring up even these words is that it is the order of the day in The Last Jedi is postmodern deconstruction. So it's not about building stuff. It's about dismantling it and, you know, looking at the inner workings of it. And it's it's political. I think even if it's not intending to be political, it is drawing on political ideas that are of the moment. And so you are guaranteed to take a space opera into a completely different realm for an audience, which is why I think there have been such strong furious reactions for such a long time and i'm not angry so much about what's what's in the film content wise from that point of view more the fact that it's there at all i think ryan johnson basically this film compounds his utter and complete failure he was a terrible awful 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 choice for star wars the man doesn't get it he doesn't understand it he made a film that was all about him i don't think it could be more clear it's awful it's uh, it's it's really interesting. You could play a game of bingo watching J.J. Uh, Abrams just sort of deal with issues from The Last Jedi and <laughs> sort of brush them aside. There was that moment where it's... So like, straight in the face as well. Yeah. And the, literally, Kylo Ren rebuilds his helmet. Oh, and then he doesn't wear it. He wears it like once <laughs> and then never wears it again. And it's like, yep, he still has the helmet. I like the helmet. Deal with it. Yeah. And, and then you've got Luke Skywalker being like hey, careful with a Jedi weapon you need show to show more respect yeah exactly again Ryan Johnson pay attention uh, the hold on manoeuvre the hold on manoeuvre yeah exactly <laughs> and it's just brush aside brush aside brush aside and I think I'm, I am I found that kind of cathartic it oh, felt yeah. like oh yes this is this is some flaws of The Last Jedi that haven't worked and have caused disruption for people um, but I feel like the Last Jedi fans will feel very betrayed by this. Yes, film. well, and that is going to explain it. There's no. I I just think. I, oh, this is going to sound really. Uh, what's the word? Masochistic. I don't know. Um, 
I'm kind of looking forward to the next online opinion more on this because people who like The Last Jedi and really defended it and have stood out on a limb to say how much they liked it, which includes, according to Rotten Tomatoes, 91% of critics, mm. they have to stand against this film. They cannot not. Otherwise, they are in the firing line for being contradictory and shallow in their judgments because this the film itself takes so many shots at Ryan Johnson and The Last Jedi that you can't stand up and say you enjoyed both. I think, I mean, that's not, if you're a critic, I don't think you can. I think if you're an audience member, you can, because you don't care about either of them. You just enjoy it. Yeah, I think if, if you enjoyed both films, I'm really pleased for you. For me, I just couldn't get on board with Last Jedi, and, I'm, and I did enjoy this one. I felt like, oh, these are the characters I like, and they're being the characters that I want them to be. Yeah. Uh, being fun, caring about each other and things, having sort of uh, clear, clear characters that are acting in the way you'd expect them to. Yes. And I think Kylo Ren became interesting again, which I thought was impossible after The Last Jedi. Totally. But I actually, Adam Driver is a good actor. I like great his screen this. presence and, and I just wanted to see what was going to happen. <laughs> I actually think him and uh, Daisy Ridley have good chemistry as well. Yeah, they do. It's like weird chemistry, but that's okay. Because... With a weird kiss at the end. <laughs> yeah, no, that was. I don't think that was needed. I think everyone in the cinema genuinely was like, what, really? And you reckoned it was a screen test thing that it looked I like it was I do wonder, because there is that lingering thing of what did Finn want to say to Ray? I know. Was it, I love you. Annoying. Was it I have force powers too? Well, he could sense a lot, couldn't he? Which I thought was a nice touch, actually. Um, and it, it, his real bond with Ray came across. And it, they didn't need to worry about whether it's romantic or not. I think the Kylo Ren bond, I, I don't think that was a romantic kiss. I, 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 I wouldn't like it if it was, put it that but way. But it's in there, isn't it? I don't know. Yeah. I think that it's helpful that he dies right afterwards because it just means like, oh, they kiss, but they didn't have the time to talk about it and sort yeah, of right. do the what yeah. are we chat. <laughs> they yeah. just sort of, oh, he's dead now. It doesn't matter. But um, what did you make of uh, Han Solo's uh, return? I liked it. I did think to myself there's going to be quite a few people slightly frustrated with the intricacies of the way the force is being used because in none of the other films is it also a teleportation device and like Han Solo is not a Jedi and he wasn't appearing as a ghost so he and he described himself as a memory but if that really was like Kylo Ren just having a sort of mental conversation with himself that quite disempowers that scene so I liked it and I'm willing to sort of let it slide as a kind of doesn't really matter what's going on here because I like Han Solo and I like the conversation, but I can see that that will frustrate people. It's interesting though because just after Han Solo goes, doesn't Leia die? Um, is that right? Which I makes me wonder that maybe her her last sort of act was to. Um, to I enable thought that. it was when Ray healed. Uh, what's his name? She Kylo like Ren. was lying down, but I don't think she she disappeared. When did she disappear? She disappeared. I, I at think some it point. was after Ray healed Kylo Ren, and he had to face the fact that his mother was gone. And that's what you're looking at in his face. Because do you not remember Ray herself reacts to Leia's death? Oh yes, my mistake, my mistake. It's all right, mate. I've got a better memory. It's not a problem. It <laughs> changes your interpretation of the Girl, scene. <laughs> you, you, you fiend. Um, can we go on to stuff that you didn't like? Because I'm curious. Yeah. You haven't really mentioned the things which didn't work. For you. I really. I, this is the thing that is really interesting to me. Is I can't really think of anything I didn't like. I think you know the general thing about the, em- the emperor being back, and it's like, oh, can't we think of anything new? I don't care about that at all because they did new stuff with the emperor he was in a weird like uh Robot loads arm. of nuns um <laughs> sort of evil nun crowd at the end with uh, sitting on the game of thrones throne I mean, if you're going to take over the galaxy you need an audience don't you, yeah, you don't want to do it by yourself weird audience that meant they were there when they were just, was there they were just well. sort of there like that was rah. weird <laughs> and i didn't i thought oh, can, can you possibly make me like the idea that the emperor didn't actually die on the second Death Star. And that's the big thing we've talked about, with sequels that modify the original. My overall thing was, I can forgive it, because Voldemort's style, he's away and he can't do anything. So he really was defeated, but he was taking a very long time to rebuild his strength. And the books and the whole extended universe thing have done this They love the stuff. clones, don't they? It's okay. I'm all right with it. I think I maybe didn't miss some of the actual detail because I thought he just survived. But Yeah, he did just survive. Some he people was... said he was a clone, but that's not right, is it? I mean, he was using Snoke as a puppet and I things. I predicted that as well. I My feeling was I wasn't huge on the fact that he he was back there, but I preferred it way more than having Kylo Ren be the enemy. Cause Absolutely. Kylo Ren, the whole thing which is interesting about him is, is he good, is he bad? <sighs> the conflict in him is the exciting thing. So I was just relieved that they could kind of go back to the characters. And I think having the Emperor there, having him be the clear evil villain 
made everyone else just sort of turn the cogs work better. Yeah. Um, and but I think it would have been better if it was Snoke. To be honest, if Snoke had been there and but it, there was a reason he, why he was there, I think it would have all worked because there's lots of people, lots of fans are saying, does it undermine Anakin as the chosen one? No, I don't think so because he did. This is what I mean. He brought balance to it, the Force, didn't he? But no one thought it was an eternal end to it. It's because it was really out of balance. He balanced it again. Who's to say it shall never be unbalanced once again? That was boring, Luke in Last Jedi's whole business, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, I think <laughs> boring, um, Luke. Yeah, uh, I, I was. Gonna, yeah, so I didn't actually think it was a negative. I thought I would, but not really. I can't. The thing is, man, I I can't. I think I am quite immune to CGI these days, and I thought some of the over-the-top scale and design of those elements, like the um, Sithy planet Exegol, whatever it was. Ex- Exegol was my 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 big big bug. It was just a bit. There's not really much there. It's very like just open spaces. I, it, it's I, too I, symbolic in some way. And the same thing with the space battle. It just leaves me a bit cold. That I, uh, I felt like I said this to you in the cinema. In fact, the opening bit where Kylo Ren finds a little pyramid, yes, uh, tea bag or whatever, and goes and goes to Exegol. <laughs> Does it felt they like, should make that. It felt like uh, Harry Harry Potter. It felt way more like Harry Potter. Him sort of saying, yeah, yeah. It, and even the plant, even the, the the planet, and the the fact that it was always lightning and it was all dark and. There wasn't much technology, even though it's like the whole thing's sci-fi rather than wizardry stuff. Mm-hmm. But it what was what bothered me most was the the emperor's throne. The fact that it was like yeah. spikes, like it was it was like an artist person Hewn had to draw something rock. really evil, and he's like spikes are evil. I'll put yeah. loads of spikes on, and I think that bothered me. And likewise, I I found the space battle at the end a bit meh. Like, but that's what I mean, and I th- I do think it's because the visual spectacle element is just gone these days it's it's obvious that it's cgi even when it's good cgi and it doesn't so what what are you really looking for you're looking for the thing that's new they did try that i mean i'll give jj abrams this he uh turned a space battle into a ground battle and he turned a death star into millions of star destroyers i didn't care about that because it just doesn't it doesn't bother me it didn't it barely even featured in the story that they had another super weapon it wasn't that important it was more about defeating it before it became a and big it, thing and it was much more about ray and the emperor which i think is exactly the same way round as the death star 2 when you think about it in Return of the Jedi. No, but Return of the Jedi had an epic space battle when they're trying to buy time and they're f- having to We're fight. We've got to buy more time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, but that, that's that what, space yeah. battle was amazing. There's so many moments that really stood out, like the A-Wing going into the, uh, the Star Destroyer. But don't you also Destroyer. think that's also because and of limited Admiral effects? And Admiral Ackbar. Well, like, definitely Admiral Ackbar. But there's also limited effects there, aren't there? So they, they had to make more of smaller parts of that fight. So actually it feels more personal. It's like the different ships are almost like different characters. Mm. This one, there's so many of them, you just can't really... There's literally a million of them. Yeah, and... you can't identify with it. And the other side of it is that it's still... That was like one of the first times we had ever seen something like that. So mm. when you and I saw that, the impact of the first bit where all the TIE fighters shoot past was unbelievable. But now you've seen it a million times in video games as well. Yeah. I think just generally that final act, I loved the the character stuff, but the actual action and execution of what the character moments were, I didn't really like. I didn't really like... How they, I like the idea of Rey representing or embodying all of the Jedi, but I didn't like the fact that she defeated the Emperor with two lightsabers. I'll agree with you on that one. And I one. didn't like the fact that they didn't show Anakin Skywalker. Well, apparently, well, the internet is awash with these rumours, which I don't know what to give credence to, but they say that he did film scenes and was cut from it, which would be a, a big own goal, I think, because the fans would love it. I would have loved it to see Hayden Christensen back on the screen. I think it would have been a really cathartic moment to have it all linked together. Especially and, for Kylo Ren. And even end. if you had, like, at that moment Luke Skywalker there as a ghost or whatever yeah. just if you're going to have all these Jedi being like we're with you Ray," and all this sort of show them like make it fun make that it... was interesting that they didn't show them and I wonder what the, I was wondering what the reason was they literally had just a shot of stars it was like one of the tiles you get in uh, iMovie yeah <laughs> like, uh, for a cheap shot and I, I wondered whether it was speed and getting the rights or something or whether they because Force Ghost is established unless they wanted to leave it for that big reveal at the end where she goes to the um, the Tatooine place um I want to put my finger in the air again. I totally called it with Kylo Ren. The only way for that character to end, because of the way he's set up, is redemptive death. You can't really allow him to be redeemed and survive because the scale of his crime is too high. So I, I, I was fully expecting that to happen. What I didn't expect was his gap makeover. Yeah, <laughs> he suddenly great. got a, a kind of Kanye West long, long sleeve. That was cool, man. I love that he turned up with just a pistol. That was a good fight. That whole business was good. But again, will people cope with the fact that the lightsaber teleported? Uh, that doesn't bother me. Like, I think it's funny how 
it is everyone's got their their own idea, their own sort of yeah balance point of what is acceptable with the force and things. It didn't really bother me particularly because they have that whole established weird connection thing. Um, you, do you hear that line where Kylo Ren mentioned that they were a dyad? Yes. Apparently that was a huge part of uh, the plot and there was lots of, uh, on the script leaks for Star Wars, there was a, a version where there was lots of exposition about what being a dyad meant and, and how that changes the situation. And that was something that was changed dramatically um, later on in the, the, the shooting schedule. They really? kind of p- pulled that all back and it just became one line in the entire movie. I don't think it needed much more than that. I'd be interested to see what else they would have done with it. Is it also because their lightsabers have phoenix feathers at the core? <laughs> Because that's, yeah. that's one thing I noticed with her fight with the Emperor was was probably why that was so powerful. And then uh, when you when you sort of reverse force lightning, all the people that you've electrocuted they burst sort of, out of your they, they burst out and that's they sort right. of help you, um, which is very useful when you're trying to stave off the effects of a Dementor that um, pulls your energy. From <laughs> and that was like uh, that was like a stadium of Dementors, wasn't it? The they were was, all there. I really didn't actually mind about that because I think what that says is not that Harry Potter is being ripped off, but that the sources for epic fantasies starring a, a vague tragic hero in Harry Potter and Ray is being pulled from a similar source I think it makes sense and I actually thought of all the ways they could deal with beating the Emperor again even though he seems to have survived over and over again this was different I didn't like the cross lightsaber thing because I thought he, the Emperor's like what? You've crossed your lightsabers? As if <laughs> Two no, lightsabers? <laughs> I know, as if no Jedi has ever done that before. Even though Mace Windu did <laughs> over and over again. And I think that, um, that was, I, it just was slightly cheap, but I think because of what else was going on in the scene, it was okay. But that's, what, that's exactly what I mean. I feel like with the whole movie, I liked the intention of the characters, the arcs, the story... Uh, ideas I liked the execution I think was okay and I had fun I think it was way more exciting and tense and there was more energy to the whole film which made me think yeah I enjoyed that I'm I'm relieved that it's it's a fun adventure again yeah. and the, the characters are people that seem to like each other and, oh totally and, and have know, some sort of drive yeah and the moral messages I thought were great I think there was a lot of redemption for a lot of characters I love that it was a throwaway scene you know they, they got the humour right man because it was funny without actually being funny it was brilliant in that Oscar Isaac's got great comic timing I don't remember mm. him being the funny one before like I thought that was more Finn actually uh, and uh, John Boyega but his thing about what you were a spice you were a spice uh, runner I'm like yeah you were a stormtrooper you were a scavenger we could do this all day that's, yeah. a, that's a great line and a great scene it fills out the character it's excellent sort of script work but the whole point is all these people are trying to make something more of themselves by uniting behind a cause and they had that whole message they win by making you think you're alone. That's good, man. Mm. I, th- I think for all that Ryan Johnson and Disney wanted to put all these positive messages in The Last Jedi, all of them came off as your school teacher. This one didn't. Well, I think The Last Jedi was a, a morally grey and ambiguous. That was the whole thing. Is like, I think what is thought good, it had a lot evil. to say. But then I actually think this this is the sort of story which is all about good and evil. It's all about clear clear goodies and uh, and clear baddies. Extremely clear baddies. Yeah, extremely The clearest clear. baddie of them all. You could tell a baddie with bad dental work. That's... <laughs> do it. He said do it. <laughs> Will you please? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, what did you think about Little Hobbit Man from uh, Lord of the Rings? Nice, crispy bacon. <laughs> that's all I could hear him say. I'm sure I'm, he said other things, but in my was, head, uh, that's all he said That was film. an interesting casting choice. <laughs> it's so um, the guy who played Mary. Um, he, he, I just, it just was so... If you like Star Wars, you're most, more than likely to like Lord of the Rings. And I just thought, it's just like, yeah, I, all I could think was, get off the screen, Mary. You're not part get of this. Get off the road. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Get off the road. I love that he was in it. Because, like, he worked, uh, J.J. Abrams worked with him on Lost, right? I yeah, think that, yeah. That would be the relationship. But I, it just it cracked me up. I think he probably knew as well. And his, his eye movements and acting. I don't think it was a particularly strong performance from the guy. Uh, Rose Tycho, Phil, where's she gone? Got well, got to fix these um, <laughs> machines. Yeah, sorry, guys. I feel really you. sorry for that actress because I think she was given a thankless task. Oh yeah, with I think, a bad I think character. Ryan Johnson threw her under the bus in the opposite way. It's well, like I he, think he, like pushed he thought her. he was throwing her into the driving seat, but he actually threw her in front of a moving bus. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I think that it, it, it helps. Like I say, it, it clears out all the debris so that the cog can turn. J.J. Abrams has established these characters so he knows how they work, I think, yeah. better than Ryan Johnson did. He's slapping him in the face the entire way through the film, man. Yeah. Um, do you think Do you think there'll be more to this or is this is the final... Well, good question, because the only thing I think I actually didn't like was I think it's just unnecessary to leave unanswered questions in a trilogy like this. 
Yeah, well, Billy D got um, that strange conversation with the other stormtrooper. Yeah, he I said, don't know her well, name. Let's find out. I honestly thought because I wasn't thinking sequel or spin off at this point. I thought, are you hitting on her? What are you doing? <laughs> I thought maybe that they were father daughter. But... Yeah, no, no. And I think that our sister rightly pointed out who, who came with us that oh, they're they're setting up another film, and I think she's right about that. And then the John Boyega, what do you want to say to Ray? I I don't think it's worth leaving stones unturned. Not if you're going to set. Not if you set them up in your film anyway that feels like a bit of disney wrangling to me and uh yeah i'm not kidding i mean kathleen kennedy has said she's not really that much of a fan of trilogies i suspect because this one <laughs> has been such a rough ride for her yeah i it's it's funny i want i think the the, the ongoing debate will be what if jj directed the, yeah, the second one or written it yeah or yeah and i i thought that's as well what if it had been uh the the story of this film but directed by ryan johnson would it be that that's the achilles heel is it the writing or the direction i would argue it's both but i slightly wonder <laughs> what would jj abrams have made of ryan johnson's script would yeah. it have been way more fast paced more energetic or more energetic more humor yeah um i yeah i agree with you by the way just going back to something you said sorry it's a bit rambly guys but um I like the humour in this film. I thought it was pitched well. C-3PO was a good, well-judged sort of seasoning of humour. And there was a lot less sort of winking at the audience, I felt. Oh, thank goodness for that. Thank and goodness. it wasn't Marvel sort of humour where it's sort of snarky, sarcastic type. It, it was, was character humour. Yeah. These people actually know each other. Yeah. And like are a bit sarcastic. I, I loved it. Yeah. What did you think of uh, Luke Skywalker? Yeah, I was pleased for Mark Hamill. I think of all the actors, he's had the rawest deal because he featured so heavily in The Last Jedi and appeared on YouTube to have hated all those decisions but been forced to reconcile somehow. And I think he got to be a bit more older, wiser Luke in this one. I thought the scene with him and Leia training was a nice sort of throwback um, to the fact that these were these were real characters. They're not just sort of icons now. I I thought he was okay. I I didn't mind at all him and Leia turning up by the Tatooine home at the end. A lot of people are criticising that on Twitter um, and elsewhere online, but I, I thought it was okay. One thing I, I, I do want to address, there's there's too many things to say really, Phil, is that the um, a lot of people are saying online, sorry, just we are rambling, you sparked this off on me, oh, it's loads of fan service. And I see that phrase coming up again and again. Way too many callbacks, loads of fan service just shoehorned in there. I couldn't disagree more with that assessment i think rogue one is fan service because you've got dr everson you know barman he'll be dead guy just being in a scene for no reason mm. this didn't have any of that all the locations and the characters that they were throwing back to there was always a story purpose and reason for them being there i'm sure their goal was to put them in the film but they actually arrived there without it feeling like a blooming Easter egg. That's what I thought. It's it's funny. Lots of people threw this criticism at um, The Force Awakens, which I never bought into, the idea of it being a rehash. It's just, oh, the same film. And I just don't see how you can argue that. It's got similar elements because it's part of the same story. Um, but I, I, I really like The Force Awakens. I thought it was interesting characters, a familiar setting and a soft reboot. It was a soft reboot of yeah. a Yeah, I don't think they pretended thing. anything else And really. I feel like with uh, Rise of Skywalker, there are elements of reviewing elements that have gone before, like the Emperor. But it's a new story with a new new characters doing but also, leading the action always but characters linked to the old one so i think what are you gonna, you can't have luke skywalker in your film and not deal with some of the things that luke skywalker dealt with because that would just be weird mm. like they have to this is why i i, I think that's just a, a, a stone that people are throwing at the film kind of <laughs> because they have to say something to criticize it if they like the last jedi the most heinous of which is oh they've abandoned all the plot twists and the the great brave work done by Ryan Johnson in The Last Jedi, forgetting that Ryan Johnson did that with yeah. Force Awakens. I, I, and I think that's the thing which makes me sad about this film, perhaps more than anything, is it will be seen as divisive again, when actually I think it's more consistently that what's gone before. It's more Star Wars, whereas Ryan Johnson was doing loads of new things that just felt like they didn't sit well. Um, and yet the fans will be divided, and, and yeah. I think probably it won't do as well as the other films um, probably off the back of The Last Jedi. Yes, definitely. Uh, I, for me, I felt like it was an antidote to my Star Wars depression. I Absolutely. felt really, really sad after The Last Jedi, like I had no interest in the franchise whatsoever, like uh, an exciting film had just died. 
Um, and yet this one sort of managed to rev it and get it going, get the engine sputtering again. Yeah, and completely. once it gets going, I think it's a really fun adventure. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, man. I've got my sort of closing thoughts for you. I think I want to say I think the film looked really good, but not because of the design. We've already talked about that. More because of the way it was shot. I said to you, well, I think one of the big achievements here is that J.J. Abrams, who rebooted the Star Trek franchise and is known for his lens flares and style, genuinely succeeds in creating a Star Wars style that feels completely different. You can tell it's a J.J. Abrams film, maybe more because of the characters and the slight 80s vibe to it, mm. but it looks different and it looks like Star Wars. Uh, and then the second thing is uh, Ray being a Mary Sue. We talked about Ray and we said, you know, is it unfair that she can just do all this stuff without any training? And that was one of the big things on Twitter. I would like to say I've always maintained that's not the case. And I think she's written better than that. And this film, I think, really solidified that. And they put a very firm line under it with the whole she's Palpatine's daughter thing. So it makes sense that she's extremely sort of gifted with the Force. It makes sense that she can pick this stuff up quickly. Um, And for me, it also elevated that. Because the thing about Mary Sue is that nothing really touches them. All the problems they come up against, they can just surpass it. And without... then she explodes Chewie, so yeah. it all becomes better again. Complete, it makes yeah. it more interesting. But the thing is, it really does, because it what it what, what it actually did, and this is why I mentioned that scene with Finn staring at the two of them, is it's like, her problems ain't your problems. The thing is, and it's a very hard thing for any people to accept in the world, is that there are some people who are just more talented than you and more successful than you, and they have different problems to you. They still got problems. It doesn't mean all their problems go away because they can do stuff. Their problems are different. It's like how do I how do I how do I turn down work? And uh, shall I say no? Is this ten thousand pound contract? Well, I suppose I will have to. That is that's an actual problem for some people in this world. Whereas others like me, it's more like can I get some contracts, please? <laughs> like, and I think that it's a crude example, but I think that's that is why she finally makes total sense there. It's not her fault. She just is a Jedi and a very very powerful Force user. So she picks all this stuff up naturally, but she's still got big issues. And she, big got, issues. she got beaten in this film. Yeah. Um, she got beaten by Kylo Ren on that uh, water and or... Was it the planet or the moon? I couldn't quite work it out. It was one of the moons, they said. Was yeah. it one of the moons? Okay. Yeah. Um, different moon, though, because I was thinking forest moon of Endor. There's well, did you say forest. one of the moons of Endor, okay. I think. Anyway, yeah. but you know they're fighting and then Kylo Ren beats her like, and yeah. then he he kind of is challenging her the whole way through and i felt like kylo ren felt powerful in this film yeah. way more than he did in the other two i think often the other two he felt a bit um pathetic. quite a weak petulant teenage. yeah and the, the opening had a lot to do with that i think yeah and i think that that was again a good thing it, it revitalized these characters and i i i i preferred ray in this film than all the other ones i felt more connected to her more interested in her as a character yeah because she felt conflicted she felt like unsure of herself that's right um, you got to really see her weaknesses, whereas in The Last Jedi, all her problems was with other people. It was Luke Skywalker, Luke Skywalker being, being a miserable grump. Yeah, and everyone else being rubbish. She turns up and saves the day. Like, uh, so I, I think I want to answer that. And then Finn, back in business, I think. I You're so, a massive uh, fan of Finn, aren't you? Laurie yeah. has been um, just saying how brilliant John Boyega is and all well, this sort of Well, I just think I loved, I thought his art worked in The Force Awakens. I was excited at the chemistry he had. And then The Last Jedi just made him do that all again tore him apart from his chemistry with Poe and Ray, placed him with Rose and made him a coward and useless. This film literally ignored all of that and made him interesting. He wasn't perfect. like He made a lot of mistakes, but I believed his character. And like I said, I think he's the piece that held that crew together. Those are my closing thoughts. Any for you, Phil, and then we'll wrap it up. I mean, I think I've been sort of trying to close it for a few minutes. Um, Yeah, I think it's a good adventure and I'm really interested to hear what people didn't like. I think... You can scrutinise it, and it. I think you will find flaws in it. It's not a perfect film. There are elements that I really thought were a bit cheesy or clunky. I'm sorry, I feel like I haven't given you time to really tell you what they were. That's okay, classic. <laughs> classic. <laughs> true. But I think it, it, it made me enjoy going to the cinema and watching that film, and I didn't feel bored. I felt excited to see these characters. I thought there were some great moments between Kylo Ren and Rey, um... I think there's missed opportunities, perhaps, but with such heavy lifting, I really do feel like this is two films crammed into one. Yeah. And lots of people criticise it for that. Lots of people criticise the fact that it's rehashing the Emperor and things like that. But I think, where else could you go? I'd like to know where they thought The Last Jedi was going to lead on to. Yeah. I I cannot see... It'd be interesting to hear what Ryan Johnson... I cannot see any follow-up to that film. Yeah. And that was how I was so depressed after The Last Jedi, because I thought... There's nowhere for this to go. There's no interesting things to follow. There's no threads that have got me wondering. Yeah. And then this film, I think, just kind of 
does an almighty push at the beginning and then you're in it and you're f- having fun. You and go. I think I think you should go see it and enjoy it if you haven't already. But likewise, if you've got criticisms and you think this was terrible, what about this? What about this? I'd love to hear it. Yeah, Even if too. we don't do a follow-up email I thing. Will, I will make it happen. If you, if you send the emails, the episode shall come. So <laughs> send superbaileybros at gmail.com. I, I'm with you, Phil. And if, if you think, oh, I can't believe they shafted Ryan Johnson like that. Remember who did the shafting, right? It was Disney. Disney brought J.J. Abrams back. Disney said, let's do J.J. Abrams' style again, guys. They I think made, that's so that interesting, call. really interesting that they abandoned Brian yeah, Johnson's version of things. Bye Bye Extra Trilogy, who also predicted that was a marketing ploy. Bing Is it officially cancelled? Well, come on, are they going to make it? No way. Have they cancelled the uh, the Game of Thrones guys' Apparently trilogy? they got an offer from Netflix, so they ditched Star, uh, Star Wars on their own. This is stuff I've read in the last week. I don't know whether it's true or not. Yeah, I, I'm interested to know how they could carry on. They've paid, what, f- billions and billions for this franchise? Yeah, a lot. And I feel like... Well, they've got Galaxy's Edge, haven't they? They've got the, the theme part, which is traditionally where Disney make a lot of cash. Yeah, and Kevin Feige, the Marvel guy, is yes. take, taking on a Star Wars film. I'll be interested to know how he would approach it, whether or not there would be an overarching sort of bigger world story. I think if they're going to do any more Star Wars films, I want it to be away from the Jedi and the Sith. I think it was nice having them so clearly defined in this film, but it'd be nice to see something else. I think I, I always like stories that happen on the sidelines of all this stuff. So people who can see it happening or are aware of it, maybe they're sitting in one of those 50s diners that Dex, Hello Dex has, and they're watching it with a ticker tape on the news. Isn't that basically like Rogue One was like on the peripherals? No, of... Rogue, Rogue One was right in the middle of the story, man. Come on. It Come was on. between two films. It wasn't on the peripheral of the big... Anyway, let's not do this right now. I I, also, I forgot to say, John Williams, good school. The strings in Did the... Did you think so? Yes, I thought especially the strings in the forest were all back together again beautiful stuff man and I think you can hear how much more inspired he was with this story than he was The Last Jedi I feel like we need to really wrap it up man anything else because you gotta go I gotta go I gotta edit this thing yeah uh, I would give it I'm gonna give it a B minus now and that sounds harsh but I think yes it does I, I know but I, I have to be real realistic I think it wasn't perfect but I enjoyed it and I think you cannot you cannot fathom how much the last Jedi was a Z for me. So uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, like to get a, go from a Z a Z to a B minus is uh, very impressive. Well, I'm going to buck your trend, my friend, and say in the words of Gene Kelly, a- get the quote. That was very good. Buck your trend, my friend. Did Thank you just you. come up with that? Of course I did. Everything's off the hoof. <laughs> That's uh, from Singing in the Rain, and the word letter was the word letter was A. I liked it. I think it's great. I, I wanted to watch it again before the film even finished. Because I thought, I know I'm missing throwaway things here that I will enjoy again on second viewing. For example, you guys all laughed when Lando was in the sand crawler thing. He brought them in. He turned around to his pilot guy and said something. I was too busy thinking, oh, it's Lando Calrissian. And then all of you guys laughed. I was like, what did I miss? <laughs> You're just daydreaming into his uh, beautiful yeah, Billy I, D eyes. He's such a charming dude, man. He's aged well as well. Congrats to you, Billy D. Uh, all right. So there it is. That's Star Wars. Uh, the Rise of Skywalker. Rise of the Skywalker. No, the Rise, rise of, of the Skywalker. Skywalker. Skywalker rises once more. Skywalker rises again. Rise, rise of Skywalker. Skywalker begins. <laughs> uh, I hope you enjoyed this special episode. Please watch it and tell us your thoughts. Superbellybros at gmail.com. I suppose you can try it at Superbellybros on Twitter. I've not logged into that thing for a while. You can tweet me at LaurieBailey3. I've got a boring BBC Oxford uh, Twitter profile now. Yeah, do tell us your thoughts. I'd like to hear what... Um... What everyone thinks of the movie. <sighs> it's always nice having a movie which you can discuss, isn't Come it? Come on, and over Christmas as well. What other jolly what other jolly time of year offers such an opportunity? I'm going to be having a baby instead, or rather my wife is, so, you know, <laughs> here, get this me quick. Last thing, what do you think our parents will think? I think they'll like it, yeah. I don't see what there isn't to like about This is like what I've been saying. I don't really see what there's not to like, unless you are wedded uh, to some principle of modern storytelling or The Last Jedi and your own writing because you went out there and wrote a big thing about how great Last Jedi was and now you can't, you've got to stick by it. In, uh, in Once the dust has settled and Star Wars is finished, what do you think people will say about The Rise of Star Wars, Skywalker? I think they'll say it's a good film. I think, uh, looking backwards, I, I don't think anyone's going to say it's a wonderful film. It's not jaw-dropping, but I think it handles the source material well. It's fun. It's, there's nothing, I genuinely think there is nothing to really take it down with I think The Last Jedi will age poorly I'm certain of it mm, mm, I agree there you go listeners thanks for joining us for this little ramble yes it was nice to do this again Merry Merry Christmas to you and a jolly new year <laughs> bye that 
come on, we wouldn't leave you without a bonus. This is a Super Belly Bro special after all. Um, I've got quite a lot of things <laughs> I could uh, I could offer Phil. Shall I give you my list again? I've got such a long list. I feel days. like this is sort of therapy for you in some ways, yeah. getting off these little little tidbits that you feel only you have. Okay, here we go. Um, supermarket checkout dividers. Are they polite or are they actually rude? That's one thing. Um, uh, starting count. I like this one. Starting counting to ten from zero. Do you know anyone who does this? Because when you're playing zero, hide and seek- yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine being that guy? Can we play hide and seek, Dad? Okay, zero one. <laughs> Can you imagine being that guy? Because that's correct. That's how you actually do ten seconds. Uh, I like that one. That made me laugh. Oh, I've got these things to say. Um, oh. Just while you're while you're thinking, uh, my little tidbit that I was thinking about. Have you noticed in uh, Sainsbury's? I think it is. Uh, they've the voice automated self checkout thing. They started saying, "Do you need your receipt?" And it's sort of weirdly sincere and like like. Are Do you, you okay? want to kill a dolphin? <laughs> yeah, I've enjoyed that, <laughs> and I, I feel like I haven't had anyone to say that. To I tell you what, I've, I've celebrity checkouts. The thing that freaked me out sometimes when I'm leaving uh, work, there's uh, I have to go by M and S, and if I ever go in there. See, there's those checkouts get like Anton Deck doing their. Oh, do you want a receipt? I can't even do what? Anton Deck. I've not heard about that yeah, at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just keep. It's weird. It's very off-putting. I, I don't like it. Um, okay. Oh boy, what will I do? Yeah, here we go. Last one. Um, <laughs> this isn't really appropriate. Are there things that you would go into the toilet for if you drop them? Are there things you definitely would not go into the toilet for if you drop them? Uh. I is this pre or post use? Uh, Open ended question. <laughs> I uh, I have gone in the toilet. <laughs> this is embarrassing. Have you well you've hoodwinked me into this? I have gone into the toilet for a toothbrush. That's always a tricky one. Oh, bad. bad and then you one. do that weird soap sort of bristle oh, brush thing, horrible. and you rinse out, and you're always a bit like, Ooh. I don't know if I want to taste soap or not afterwards. Anyway, um, yeah, I I, I regret so admitting that. You went toothbrush. You never keep a spare on you. No, at the time, no. I, I didn't would have ditch one. a toothbrush. The thing that happened to me recently um, was I was, uh, we've got the mirror over our loo, and uh, and I would think I was, I can't remember what I was doing. I was wearing a baseball cap and I was adjusting it or something, and I did it wrong because I wasn't paying attention. It fell off. It landed like cap brim first <laughs> into the toilet bowl. And I listened to it. It's just like, no! Is it's, this your New York Giants one? Yeah, the one, the only cap I really love. And uh, I, it was so disheartening. I did go in to retrieve it. But uh, I was just, it just sparked me off wondering, like your phone, you would go in for phone, your phone. you definitely do. Keys, keys, keys. yeah, that was, um, but would you, would you do it for, what's the lowest amount of money? What's the lowest amount of money? Because a handkerchief really is like a tissue. Yeah, a handkerchief is gone. No. You would just leave yeah, it. Yeah, leave you it. It's already gross. It, it's already gross. No. Yeah, you would. What's the lowest amount of money you would go in for? Lowest amount? Yeah. Oh, I would let a lot of money go. <laughs> How much money would you let go? Uh, we're talking notes because the notes are now waterproof as well. <laughs> uh, I think... This is a fun game for Christmas. I know. How much money would you go Look, in it might happen for? to people. Let's, you know, uh, I reckon I would go in for two pounds. I might I might let a pound go. It doesn't mean you can pay me two to my, pounds. To my shame, I think it. I'd go in for a 50p. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> I think I would. 50 pence? Yeah. No. Well, there you go. Have you got a bonus, Phil? I don't know. I think, I think we'll leave it there. <laughs> okay. Well, you, you can say whatever you want. You're going to keep this in, aren't you? Of course. Oh.